welcome back to another episode of Into Deep. I'm Imani. And I'm Tracy. And we're here to get into it deep, deep, deep. <laughs> and we have two very special guests with us. Brandon? How you doing? Thank you for being with us today. Yes, welcome. We welcome. Have, yes, we also have Ashanti. Hi, so glad to be here. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being Thank here. You. Yes, so we have a very interesting conversation that we just had to bring two amazing people on to discuss with us. And um, Tracy, go ahead and introduce what we're going to be talking about. All right, guys. So um, today we're going to be talking about a few few topics surrounding some of the same um, things. Um, we're going to get into um, the difference and um, difference of dating different cultures and nationalities and how they affect relationships. Um, is there a divide between African-American and Caribbean culture? Um, we're going to get a little bit into the Shikari, you know, situation. Um, our Caribbean and African African-Americans, excuse me, united, and what stereotypes about each have you heard or do you know to be false or true? Some will call it the Diaspora Wars, um, but we definitely don't want it to feel that way um, with this conversation. So who would like to go first? Uh, I would go first. Um, let me first, first by saying, let me start off by saying, um, thank you guys for allowing me to be on this platform with you. Really appreciate it. Um, I did, uh, I did come to you, Amani, and, and asked you, you know, I would like to be on the next episode because of these topics, and I think it's important that we do have. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I know you're someone who we always have like pretty good conversations about deeper topics. And that's something that I love about um, even your podcast. Um, so I know when we start off with like the differences between like culture and nationality and how it affects relationship, do you find that there is a difference at all? Uh, I definitely think there is difference in cultures, but again, I think we both have to to uh, enlighten the other party, you know, going on. And I think the longer you, it definitely, you know, you definitely pick up a few things. Have you have you dated someone that that is like? of a different ethnicity and seeing that there was any like tension maybe between the two? I can't say that me personally, I've dated somebody with a different culture than mine. I've always dated. It's not that I'm, you know, against it. It's just mm -hmm. it's always, for me, it's just always ended up like that. I've always dated an, an African-American woman. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not against it. You know, I'm not against dating even interracially, but it's just never happened me you know got it but and I what have, about nationality I have seen people, nationality 
Mm-hmm. Like a different nationality. Like, oh, for no. instance, if she's Jamaican, no, so just African American. It's, it's just it just never turned out that way for me. I don't know what it is. It's, I've, no, I've, that happens people, sometimes. I've talked, to, I've talked to other nationalities and races, but nah, I just didn't. My my cars weren't dealt that way. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, Ashanti? Have you ever dated someone? Um, definitely. Um, I've dated a little bit of everything, um, except white. (laughs) No shade, no shade, but (laughs) Um, there definitely is a a huge difference just because, um, it's two different cultures. It's like, you guys have cultures or Islanders or people not from America, they have cultures that were passed down to them. And we're kind of like in a culture identity crisis. So it's Mm. like, who are we? And so sometimes I feel like Americans kind of get looked at as if we are cultureless, classless, we don't have the same morals because, you know, some of, some of us out here kind of, you know, wilding a little bit. So it's like sometimes, you know, you see like the older island ladies turning their nose up at American girls and stuff like that, especially when it comes to dating their sons. Oh, I want to just double back really quick. You said that you guys are kind of going through a, a identity crisis. So do you feel like you don't have like a particular culture? What do you mean? Just when, like, um, you know, elaborate a little bit. Yeah. So you guys know where you come from. Mm-hmm. We don't really know where we come from. We know where our ancestors were brought to, <laughs> where they're yeah. met brought them but we don't really know much about our original culture so it's like we've created you know what we can out of what we remember and what was passed down to us here in the U.S. and then we kind of created what we have as African-American culture here which is what is portrayed on TV you know rap videos Mm -hmm. movies and stuff but we don't have a real cultural identity Mm. Mm. okay okay do you have anything um, to add to that? Speaking for myself, I haven't really dated out. Well, first, I haven't dated outside my race. Um, I I have dated both American guys and guys from the Caribbean, and I I would say I mean they are a little different. You know, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference, right? Because um, we're all black, but I, I would definitely say there's a difference in the culture um, from African American guy to a Caribbean guy, um, just the way that they're bought up. As far as tension, I, I wouldn't say that it caused any tension that I know of. I know right now my husband is Haitian, I'm Haitian American. Um, so right now definitely does not you know we don't have any tension it's probably easier you know I understand his language there you know there's a lot there Mm -hmm. that I can relate to and I understand I guess to say I think that it can work dating a person from a different culture I just think that you know each individual would need to be open to learning about one's culture and essentially um, coming as one, coming 
you know, and um, getting to know that culture better, you know. So I have a question, Tracy. Uh huh. So I noticed that you said you and your husband were from the same cultural background. Yes. Do you think you would have been accepted just as easily if you were Hispanic or Asian? Probably not. <laughs> if we want to <laughs> be real. Yeah. And I, and and my you know my husband not he has dated uh, that being you know Hispanic, um and just listening to his mom I think when I came and this is shade to absolutely no one okay, um coming in was a little bit easier one his mom does not speak much English his father speaks a lot more English so I think even just being able to converse with her and understanding the culture is definitely easier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Completely. So wow. if, we're, if we're being honest, yeah, I don't think it would have went the same way. I, um, I know from my experience with like my boyfriend now, there was <laughs> oddly like a sense of relief um, not because I'm from Jamaica, but because I just even have like Jamaican parents and grandparents and stuff like that. Like his mom seemed to be relieved a little bit by that. So I I do think maybe um, that kind of comes into like where older immigrants kind of have like you know, these stereotypes um, Mm -hmm. for African-American girls or maybe just, like, even anyone outside of where they're from. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to add something really quick. I also think that um, for those parents, a lot of the times they only know one culture, you know, for the most part of their lives. Like, when I'm Speaking about my husband, parents, they're older in age, so they have not been here that long, you know, and mm-hmm. I would not say they're as open to learning, I guess, the American culture per se, right? Um, and coming, them coming from Haiti, majority of the time, that's what they know. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it. I would describe it as like Indians, right? Wanting their children to date other Indians. I think it's easier, just easier all all the way around. Not saying that they should be closed to their son or daughter dating outside of um, their ethnicity, right? Because I feel like you see this a lot in other cultures, whether it be Asian, Indians, a lot of them tend to date within their their culture, their ethnicity. And America, like, is so diverse, right? I mean, you have interracial couples, you have lesbian couples, you have gay couples, you have just everything. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times it's what they're used to. Okay, yeah, I agree. You know, okay. yeah, and, and set, set in their ways, as you said, I agree. So, um, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that kind of ties into what BJ said earlier, um, where he's just like, I think is kind of like a lack of knowledge 
um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, other cultures or, you know, just being even willing to learn about uh, American culture. Okay. So can I pose a question? Like, is there a divide between the two necessarily? Uh, or is I'll, it just basically? Okay, go ahead. I don't think there's a division within like us four right here having this conversation right now. It's just us talking. I do mm-hmm. think a narrative does get pushed in media and things that we pay attention to. Okay. You know, I don't think I again. I I live in probably one of the the most diverse places in the country, in the Northeast, Washington D.C. And mm. D.C. is nothing but a big melting pot. So I've grown up around a bunch of cultures, and you know, there's no you know there is like a false sense of division, but I think it's only because of again, like you guys said, the older old school. You know, I don't want to learn about anything. My culture is right. I actually have a friend that I went to high school with. Her parents brought all their kids over from, I think it's Haiti. And she doesn't believe. No, no. She was born here. Her mom says, no, you guys aren't first generation Haitians. Y'all from Haiti. Y'all got Haiti. She doesn't believe in that first generation stuff. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. y'all were born in New York City. Like, what is that? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. can't tell her anything. She's gonna stick by. She's gonna stick by what she said, and she said what she yeah. said. And mm-hmm. I think definitely uh, that that factor, and also media factor. Mm. You yeah, know, if you, I every, believe media takes a big part. Every day, I think your everyday man, everyday woman, we ain't really hating each other out here like that. We really not. So prior prior to this conversation, I came in to that um, question as I think there is a divide, but I I like the way you explained it because uh, before we got on this call, I spoke to Imani a little bit about it and how I feel about it. I, I don't think that there should be a division. I do think there is a narrative that is, I, I wouldn't say like an outwardly narrative, but a feeling that a lot of people feel that there is a divide, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Between black people. And I'm just wondering if this is a thing within just black people. And when I'm saying black people, I'm saying as a whole, it doesn't matter if you're Caribbean, if you're Afro Latina, if you're African American, I'm just saying black in a whole. Um, Is this something that white people always, you know, also go through? Like, are there certain high, hierarchies is there a hierarchy within the black community as far as different cultures the thing is this is my opinion i think Uh all cultures have their problems but the difference between them and us Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. do issues internally we put Mm -hmm. our our issues on front street it's always Mm -hmm. you know you don't have twitter wars you know this white person this white person like the shikari richardson incident it's not no you'll never see a white person arguing over another white person over some track stuff and personal culture issue. You'll never see that. But us, for some reason, we always show off so company can see, you know? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. That was a perfect way <laughs> to put was, it. That was. And my, per- <laughs> my perspective on it is, uh-huh. I feel like there is no clear division, but there is a line drawn in the sand. And mm-hmm. oh, I see it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. If, let's say if we're in a doctor's office, uh, majority is all minority. You're going to feel comfortable because we all have that same brown. We all have melody. Now, let's mm-hmm. are a black person and you walk into um, where it's a majority of white people, you're not going to feel as comfortable. So, yes, if there is a line drawn in the sand because you guys are like, hey, uh, no, I'm Jamaican. I, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. You guys are American. Y'all don't know what y'all have going on. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable around you because at the end of the day, we are all minorities. Mm. Okay. I like it. I, I like these so, examples. I have a question. So do you think that, um, like you said, Ashanti, um, when someone's like, oh, I'm Jamaican, do you take that um, as a sense of them being prideful of where they come from? Or is that you feel like they're separating, they're trying to separate themselves um, in a negative way? Um, to me, it doesn't come off negative. I just feel like you guys are proud of who you are. And I wouldn't tell anybody that's proud of who they are because, first of all, I'm glad you know who you are. That's number one. <laughs> so <laughs> I would never knock anybody for being proud. I'm happy for you. That's why. I'm, I'm going to go to me a cooler fat with my, my Jamaican homegirl. We're going to live in <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm not mad at you at all. Some people may get offended because they don't realize what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrating that you're happy about your culture. How can anybody be mad at you? I think sometimes yeah. the prideful part does um, end up coming off as negative. Um, or arrogant, maybe. Or, yeah, arrogant. I think. Um, a good example of that is kind of like the whole Shikari thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my opinion, she talked a lot of shit, you know. Um, <laughs> she was very, um, I think she was confident and then the confident turned into arrogance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she came in ninth place, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, see, <laughs> you know, like, you did all of this, but you lost to um, the three Jamaican women who won um, the first, second, and third place. So when people are very like happy about their country winning and stuff like that, they had pride in it. Um, but the pride was also kind of taken as like rubbing it in. Um, I think American black faces is. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way that it came off to people. So that's why I'm like trying to understand um, how do people take like national pride in a way for these other countries. And again, I think it's nothing wrong with Chicago being confident and stuff. But again, like I said earlier, it's an error sometimes, and it doesn't help when you got somebody being full of themselves and arrogant. Even though they just place last, like I wouldn't t- say anything to anybody. Huh? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Sometimes you gotta take that ill in silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I think the cherry on top, the interview right after the race, you see the three girls mm-hmm. walk. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's the jokes right itself, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, I felt like she could have taken it to to there's two options that she had right um I think in the beginning when the whole 
marijuana incident happened, I I applauded her. She took full accountability of her actions. I, I do believe she took, you know, she stood up and said, you know what, I did something I wasn't supposed to do. And if I have to deal with, you know, my actions, that's just what it has to be, right? I think once she had that race that she was placed in ninth, I think that once again, social media, social media always is going to be the biggest narrative of it all. And with social media, we have two stances. We can either take it, ignore it, or we can literally run with it and, you know, do what we want. And I felt like... um because you saw the memes on social media. And I, I think that she took a lot of what was going on social media and ran with it instead of humbled herself. And so then she kind of started to look like a fool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, um, she definitely made herself look like a fool. <laughs> what happened was she came and she humbled herself like she was supposed to. But once she saw so many people had her back, she felt like she could pop mm-hmm. And that she was wrong because then you got humbled um, in front of the world. So mm. it's like, if you don't humble yourself, God going to do it for you, baby. And that, that's just... Yeah. And says, oh, um, Jamaican saying uh, we're better than you because we won. No, they're saying we're better. Uh, we're better than you because we're Jamaican. No, we're not better than you because we're Jamaican. We're better than you because we won. <laughs> That's exactly. True. We were fast as hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're better than you because we're Jamaican. We're better than you because we won. That's it. That's all. That's just like mm-hmm. a football team. Let's take race out of it. Oh, yeah. we're because my team won. Period. I, and I didn't understand what people were coming from saying that, oh, you know, um, you know, why this is a black girl that you you guys are going against. And I'm like, there was Americans who were absolutely happy for the Jamaicans who won, literally. So I don't understand. I don't I didn't understand that. That's where the media comes in. Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I I know that I saw like on Twitter um some of the comments, especially like the one that she liked about like, oh, well, you guys have to walk barefoot back to your coconuts and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of comments like that under posts on her on Facebook about um, it's kind of like derogatory stuff, um, which there's no huts in Jamaica. I don't know where they get that from, but um it feel like it felt like it uncovered a lot of feelings that people already have, or like mm-hmm. you said, like maybe them feeling that divide. So that's kind of like where this conversation came from for like me and Tracy, kind of talking about it. Like, well, why is there so much negativity around these women when they didn't really say anything wrong? Matter of fact, they did not say anything negative about her. You know. No nothing was said so why is why is it that it's turned this way like american versus jamaican or american versus everyone because united we stand divided we fall mm. Mm. Hmm. that's a good one versus light skin let's t- let's touch on a little bit of colorism <laughs> <Do it>. <laughs> man <laughs> 
Hmm, Monty, how do you want to take this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel I, I definitely always feel like colorism, phenotype, all of those stuff, definitely play into a lot of the problems that we have. I know even amongst island people, you know, it's oh, you have pretty hair, and um, she's bright you know stuff like that people do look at you better I've even seen it amongst siblings hating the light skinned sibling um, just because they're light skinned and people are nicer to them colorism affects us all so I just think it generally just affects all black people affects you around the world it doesn't even matter where you're from the closer you are to whiteness it seems like it's perceived that you're you're better and that's because that's how we were programmed because to believe yeah that's how we think that's more beautiful than what we are Mm -hmm. and then we put it out in the media we do it because you can look at tiktok yeah it's black men and black women who do it themselves Mm -hmm. so do you think lighter skinned women are aware of colorism I think all women are aware of colorism. Yes, but mm-hmm. or because it benefits them. Oh, you're asking if it's a benefit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I think so. I'm saying yes. Because, <laughs> okay, I'll give you an example. Like today, uh-huh. I listened to a bunch of like other podcasts and shows on the way to work. And do you guys, you guys are aware of uh, T.I.'s daughter? Yeah, which one? Deja. Mm-hmm. Deja. Um, mm-hmm. Oldest one. She said she's actually a sh- light skinned girl, pretty girl. Okay. She she's ashamed of her hair, horsey hair, because of her dad. And she's yeah. like, she hates it. She says she loves to see other people with horsey hair, able to keep up with it and tame their hair, but she hates it. And I'm well, like, she, she also I'm, said she doesn't believe it fits her, which right. when people pose the question, well, who does it fit? Right, because I'm like mm-hmm. born with it. Obviously, the creator thought it was good enough to put it on you. So, so she feels that her four C doesn't fit her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she. Uh, I think she believes it does mm-hmm. not fit her because she's lighter. She's lighter. I do. I think that's what she means. Okay, and then in that same stance, you have um the comedian Mike Epps. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> You have him over there photoshopping a different, you know, hair on his daughter and making her look a certain way. So I think people get confused with phenotypes and also, um, what am I trying to say? I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> For the record, that Mike Epstein that that was uh-huh. so that was very corny. Very. I'm. I'm. I. I don't even understand it. He's a corny individual. That I, I think very funny. Right. He's one of my favorite comedians personally, but that was corny. See, some people just shouldn't do social media, and that's yeah. First of all, but, but that's not new for him. Why are you fetishizing a toddler? Well, the thing is that that is not new for him. Him Weird. and colorism is not new. You know, oh, no. when you look at the way that he treats his dark skin, 
foresee her daughter, his oldest daughter. Or the way he is, spoke about his baby mother, who was yeah. dark skin. He called her, what he said, that Rick James looking bitch. Yeah. Is that what he said, Damn. right? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh. was shocked. I had to look it up. He sure did. He said that. He's um, done a lot of stand up calling her Rick James and then saying, Oh, my daughter, you know, she kind of, she got half and half because she half looked like me and half looked like her mom. So she's half Rick James, you know? But he treats <laughs> hey, his kids. He's even said, my daughter is is jealous of her younger siblings because they're lighter with prettier hair. Oh, God. And I'm not going to, I don't want to come at kids, but that's not the case. <laughs> In this situation, it's not the case. Them kids do not look better than their older siblings okay and you know what this is what i'm talking about you got guys mm-hmm. like they some shit like that. Yeah. and you know what that stems from the environment he grew up in there you go mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. niggas them niggas see a lot of dudes grow up hating women mm-hmm. and when a woman does some stuff to 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 piss them off or mess with money or town or becomes better just like the people who raised them. Oh yeah. So that's why you got the little catty ass jokes and the, he made a whole comedy bit about his baby mom. That's some hurt shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was so shocked to hear. I said I, we were having a conversation. And I asked Imani, I said, "Are you sure? You sure?" And did. I'm like, he yes. used it in a few of his standups. <laughs> yeah. He, and excuse he, me for cursing, y'all. No, you're no, fine. No, you're it was appropriate. <laughs> it was appropriate. <laughs> And that was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was very shocked and taken back because it was one of those stories where, you know, like a YouTuber just goes on a tangent about whatever. And I just clicked on it and I saw it and I'm like, what in the world? Because sometimes I feel like when, when well, let's go back to um, you asking about light-skinned people feeling like, do they know that colorism, you know, kind of plays in their favor in a way? Uh-huh. I would say I have heard, I'm not the lightest, but I'm not dark skinned. I've heard um, guys say like, oh, well, I love your skin tone and stuff like that. Or um, I've even heard like, oh, someone I'm talking to going, oh, I would never want dark skinned kids or be with someone who's dark skinned. And I take offense to that. And they're surprised that I take offense to that. Not because I'm dark skinned, but it's like, why would you even say something like that? You being yeah. a colorist is not attractive to me. That's, well, that's probably, not a plus. Yeah. They I'm probably like, think because you're lighter skinned, you're supposed to be. They you feel know, like because hoorah. it doesn't affect me, I should not feel any way. And, and you know what? I'm a cousin. Dark skinned mom. You said, what is it? I'm sorry. It always comes from the men with dark skinned moms. Mm. Yeah, possibly. I mean, in, in my situation, right, my mom is, I'm, I'm a dark-skinned woman. My mom is, I mean, light, lighter than the two of you guys. I've seen Shanti in person and Imani. My mom is, when I say light, I mean light. She's Haitian, born in Haiti. People come up to her thinking like, oh, are you Dominican? Are you Hispanic? She's a Haitian woman. Um, my father's American and he's darker skin. And when they see us together and they see my sister, who's also light skin, they're like, oh, are, are you, you know, and I've gotten this from since I was a little girl. 
oh, that's really your mom? Really? Oh, you guys don't look alike. You and your sister don't look alike. That's your mom? You know what I mean? So people have this stigma of where you come from, you're supposed to look a certain way. Now, when you look at my family as a whole, and Imani, Imani, you know, has been around my family. (laughs) We come in all kind of shapes and colors, Colors, I promise you. I mean, we look... I mean, I have some of the lightest to the deep chocolate in my family, honestly. You know, um, we have this nasty stigma that, you know, when you come from certain places, um, you're supposed to look a certain way. Oh, Haitians are all dark, you know. They're not light-skinned Haitians. Or you're not supposed to have hair down to your back. You said you're Black. What are you mixed with, right? People are asking, mm-hmm. oh, you got Indian in you? You know, these crazy, absurd things. And people forget about migration. All of these. Simply, why can't you just be Black and have these things? Does all Black people have to have 4C hair? No. Can you you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're light skin, are you have you are you supposed to have a different type of hair? Are you if you're dark skin, you're supposed to have, uh, you know, a coarser hair? Like, what is that? What's crazy is, mm-hmm. I have dark parents. Um, my dad's side of the my my dad's side for the most part is from rural Virginia, and my mom's side stretches all the way down to Georgia. I don't have hair. So I don't know what happened to me. I yeah. Know. I don't have four. I'm black. I'm dark. Like my hair was when I dreaded my hair a long time ago. It took forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, though. You understand what I'm saying? that? I think the mo- the most beautiful thing about being black is compared to any other we have so much like versatility and diversity within us alone. It's absurd. I mean, crazy. When you think of even just when they talk about slave days, you have white women sleeping with the black men and vice versa. White men trying to sleep with the black women. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if we want to be honest and go way back in time, I mean, we're mixed with a lot of crap. And that's, that's, that's a horrible thing. Cause it was always by force. Mm. that is true mm. but that's that what is. doesn't make sense to me when black people are asking you what are you how you don't know the damn difference like we're, we're all mixed how do you yeah, not literally there you that go we can come in various shades how do you not understand that we can all just look different and be the same literally the same come from the same damn state city school whatever you want to call it same mother you know, it doesn't make sense to me when us as Black people are still asking those type of questions. Um, but, yep. like you said, it's media, it's indoctrination. Lack of travel, lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. There you go, yeah. Very much so. I think traveling is important for that fact, too, because, I mean, you don't just get to see what you you know used to seeing on tv you're not you know you go to parts of africa you're not just thinking oh i'm just gonna see kids with these big old bellies and flies flying around them right you know what i mean mm-hmm. well this kind of brings us to the last topic of like 
what stereotypes about each Caribbean versus American have you heard um, and you known to be true or false? Uh, I'll say one one thing that sticks out to me with the Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they say y'all eat a lot of spicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that that little softball, little softball stereotype. But I, I. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a spicy fan. My spicy food fan myself, but. Let me ask you, Brandon and Ashanti, just a little inside joke. Do you guys like avocados? <laughs> I I'll eat it, but uh-huh. I won't. <laughs> no. I like Ashanti. <laughs> I like Chipotle. Like Chipotle. Specific. You like Chipotle? <laughs> I don't know. We just find that a lot of like Americans uh, don't like avocados. Don't. They're not fans of avocados. I'm not a. It's not my first choice. See. <laughs> I was You're not on avocado though. That wasn't a thing in my household. I didn't see my grandma it, making anything with avocado. Real avocado really just hit me. Real. That's not really a huge part of Black American culture, to be real. Man. Yeah. So that's that is one for me that I feel like is a stereotype. I'm not sure how I feel about it though, all the way because my grandma on my American side actually has a huge avocado tree and this woman loved avocados. But as I get older, I find more and more Americans typically it's like you said, Brandon, it's not their first choice. They're like, mm, maybe guacamole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because when um I was younger, like Jamaicans call it pear. So my my grandmother always like, oh, do you want some? I'm like, no, that stuff is gross. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I notice like with my boyfriend, like if he makes, um, let's say corned beef and rice, the first thing he's gonna do is cut a slice of pear or avocado to go with it. And I'm like, okay. And then I look at Dominicans; they do the same. Haitians do the same. So I'm like, okay, Most we times, all, yeah. All amongst like Caribbean people, you see that they generally eat it with like a lot of meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you go to like African Americans, they're they're like, I'm not eating that. Like I'll literally. make guacamole. But it's literally that's not like really every like my choice to eat with rice. Yeah. It's still good though, y'all. Y'all gotta get <laughs> I think it's an acquired taste though because asty or anything. <laughs> I just think it's because you guys grew up on it. So it's like that's normal to to eat it with those types of dishes and foods. But for us, that's out of the norm. So it's kind of like mm, I want to really try that like, with my collard greens and you know like fried- I'll say yeah. this. I don't think I haven't seen I've kind of really didn't hit the scene until like a decade. Yeah. Always out, but they went mainstream. Up. True, it's like an avocado trend now. Yeah, shout out to Cali. It's them. They, yeah. they did that. Now. They did that. True. You know, as a side note, in fact, do you know that they said that is what's causing a lot of shortage in Cali? Avocados. Avocados, because it takes up a lot of like it takes a lot of water to grow oh. them and like the farms 
Oh, wow. So, like, that's, like, why that they experience sometimes shortages and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But as um as a thing that, like, a stereotype, I know that I've been asked to cook collard greens. Okay. And I'm You've like, been asked to cook it, or would you say? Yes, amongst uh-huh. like I was at when I was working at Wet Seal, and we had like Thanksgiving, you know, and, like those retail jobs. Everyone bring a dish, and this girl's like, "You should bring collard greens." And I said, "Excuse me." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first one, I'm offended because why would you assume <laughs> that I can make that? Second, I'm like, babes, I don't eat collard greens. I don't. I'm like, Kalaloo? I, I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greens that we normally have as our dish, but I'm like, um, you're just assuming oh. that I like that. Yes. So I guess it's, you know, That's I think she was, I don't, I don't remember if she was Black too, but it's just because you know. that's one of the main staples in Black American culture. Um, Just because, you know, so we were, our ancestors were slaves, so, you know, we were given the scraps of the meat, whatever master didn't want. So, you know, we created dishes that could go with meat. So, you know, you're going to use that old dry smoked meat to throw into some some leafy vegetables that we found over here in the yard. Fun fact. Mm. Fun fact for your listeners, and if y'all don't know this, but do you know the reason why Black people, a lot of Black people, can't say all because I don't know all. But the reason why a lot of black people eat their meat well done, because back mm-hmm. in slavery time, they would always always give us the old meat, so we had to cook it all the way through. Mm. Wow. White supremacy is a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. The more you grow up, you're like, dang, you don't Damn. realize how many things Affect- are really affected. Even the whole... Um, when you're, you know, black people like to run and slap something <laughs> when they're Laugh. laughing. What you mean? That is something from like slavery. Oh, slap something when they laugh? Like when they're, you know, they say like black people when they laugh, they run. Like they run away or like ha ha ha, like all that stuff. That oh, is, yeah, that yeah. is from like being able to go to like laughing barrels or something like that. Like laughing in a corner and stuff like that. It's from slavery. Or even hush puppies, it was made to throw to the dogs so that they wouldn't follow you. Oh, wow. What? Mm -hmm. They would take little pieces and roll it up into a ball. I always wonder what that name came from. That's what hush puppies come from. Oh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yes. They ruin everything. (laughs) Even whistling, too. Yeah. What's the story in that one? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, the slaves who were in the house to who prepare the meals, uh, masters wanted to make sure that the slaves weren't eating their food on the way to bringing it to the table. So mm-hmm. they would have to whistle from the kitchen to the dining room. Jeez. Oh, goodness. So to make sure they weren't chewing on the food. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's awful. Which is why we all need to be standing together. United we stand and we don't fall. Period. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. We gotta catch them if they do. We're here to catch everybody. 
Well, our people. I mean, that's silly, but yeah, but... not everybody now, because that's our problem. <laughs> <laughs> For real. One thing about black people, we in, our, in my opinion, we, we do a lot for others and we're not doing enough for ourselves and our own people. So Thanks. We are a really resilient group of people, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, well, guys. So I think we're coming up on time. So um, I guess we're going to let our guests go ahead and shout out your socials and you know where we can find you and what people can find you guys on come on ashanti okay i'll go i was trying to be modest uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay yes you can definitely follow me on instagram at ashanti different spell just like the singer and then the word different follow me guys thank you <laughs> and i i really enjoy being on here today we talked about some much needed t- uh, talked about topics definitely for sure and I definitely enjoyed my time here with you guys oh thank Aww, you thank you all right BJ um first things first I want you guys to check out my podcast club five conversations is on all major platforms anywhere you listen to your podcast that's where I'm at one word club five conversations club the letter five conversations you can follow me on Twitter for laughs, unfiltered jokes. I might offend. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> if you like unfiltered tweets and jokes and uh, heavy, strong beliefs, follow mm-hmm. me on at Eternal Five E N T E T E R N A L. The letter five E N T. And my Instagram, uh, it's pretty much the same. I share a lot of funny things on there. Um, I don't post too many things, but I do share a lot of things in my story. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's um, excuse underscore me underscore miss the number eight, the number eight. So excuse me, miss 88. All right. And as always, you can find me, Imani, at underscore YRB. And you can find me on Instagram at um, Tracy, U-M-N-T-R-A-C-E-Y. Um, once again, BJ and Ashanti, we are so um, excited to have had you guys today. And the conversation was wonderful as always. Um you know, you guys be safe out here with COVID and Delta variant and all this oh, you know, things yeah. going on. Um, and thank you again for joining us and, you know, giving us your time. Yes, it was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, BJ. I was going to say, um, uh, Monty did my podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and she did an excellent job. I, I got a lot of good feedback from the episode. The only bad thing about it, we have to get our technical issues straight on. And, you know, it did it did kind of cut up a little bit. But oh. I, I am inviting you all to my podcast if you do want to continue this conversation because it was really good. I enjoyed myself today. Yes, oh, awesome. of course. I am going to look you up now. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to check you out. I'm definitely excited. Yes. Thanks. Well, again, thank you for having. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, this is great. I really appreciated you guys being on and in too deep. 
Uh, we're out. Bye, we're out, guys. Bye.